Hello, I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theater Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And I'm Mike Fisher, Milwaukee-based theater writer and dramaturg. I'm Jenna Puff Gray, Founder and Artistic Director of Forward Theater Company. And this is Theater Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theater from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theater in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 21 of Theater Forward. We're legal. All right. <laughs> Let's have a drink. <laughs> so this week's conversation is about counting our blessings. What are we grateful for as 2019 is drawing to a close and we prepare for Thanksgiving with our families? And this is not a, a best of list. This is a chance for us to think more broadly about the gifts in our lives as theater makers and theater lovers. So do we have six hours? <laughs> I know. Right. I right. know. Well, can I say that I um, have been at Forward Theater for almost two years hmm. and the amount of blessings, um, the amount of things. Yes, the six hours. So it could just be me. Um, but I want to talk about how incredible uh, the staff is at Forward Theater, and most importantly, my partner, Aww. Jen Gray. Um, we've got an advisory company of people that are dedicated and come and read plays and talk intelligently about them and really care about this company. And then, you know, kind of concentric circles, we go out to the audience and our patrons, subscribers, supporters who really feel invested in this company. And they show that with their subscriptions. They show that in that their donations. And they show that in how many people stay after a performance and, and participate in our talkbacks. And um, I, before I came to Forward, I, I have to be honest, I was a person that didn't stay for talkbacks. I was so tired of the ridiculously bad questions and um, that seemed to be repeated every talk back I went to. And I came to Forward and thought, oh my gosh, this is a really interesting and profound conversation that helps people um, articulate what they were confused by or what they loved about the play. And everybody goes out of that room in the patrons and cast and staff and think, I am better for having listened to that talk back. I understand this play more hmm. and it, it makes me happy every night. Yeah. I, well, I'm just going to piggyback on that to say one of the top things on my list of blessings is our subscription base. I mean, all of the things that you just said, Julie, starting with me being grateful for you <laughs> as my partner, but, but to have such a healthy and ever growing pool of subscribers, you know, something like 60% of the total capacity of the theater in the run is occupied by our subscribers is such a gift when we program our seasons, because it allows us to take more risks. And, and it's been this virtuous circle where we take more risks and the audience loves that. And our subscription numbers go up and we take more risks. And it just, um, that is, that is an incredible gift for me as, mm -hmm. as a director and as an artistic director. And, and so, Forward Theater subscribers, you are my number one blessing. <laughs> well, you know, let's make it three as a crowd. I've been with Forward about a year now, and, and it's about a year since I left uh, writing criticism. And there's a reason that among the many, many theater companies that wanted me to work with them uh, in Wisconsin after I left criticism, this is the one I chose to make my artistic home. So enough said on that. Um, I love Forward, but I want to talk about two other <laughs> yeah, companies for which out. I'm grateful. Yeah. Um, and one of them, and they're, they're so different, it's... 
they couldn't be more different. One of them I've talked about before, and it's Northern Sky Theater uh, in Door County, which opened a beautiful, beautiful new home with its fall production of Dad Season Tickets. It's about the Green Bay Packers crossed with King Lear. And I love King Lear. I could care less about the Green Bay Packers or football. Sacrilege. I mean, one of the only things I will ever agree with George Will on is referring to football as combining the two worst features of American life, violence and committee meetings. That said, <laughs> I thought it was an awesome production. I thought, as I said in an earlier podcast, their summer new play, We Like It Where, it was an incredible production. And they managed to put together repeatedly all original material, all original musicals that appeal to people from ages six to, 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 to 90. And I don't know how they do it, but it works. And they are a true blessing for this state. At the completely opposite end uh, in Chicago uh, is Court Theater, which for a long, long time has led the way in terms of, um, in terms of thinking hard about uh, diversity in all aspects of that term way before it was popular and um, cool to think about diversity. And they've done it in a way that tr true to the University of Chicago campus on which they're housed is taking class in, in addition to profiling African-American classics that have not been done. Um, this year, they just did the eighth edition with Ron O.J. Parson of the 10 uh, play August Wilson cycle. I've seen all eight. They're one of the theater highlights of my life. They did an amazing, uh, you know, for colored girls, uh, con you know, considering suicide when the uh, when the rainbow is there. That for colored girls, considering suicide when the rainbow is not enough. Is um, enough. Is that just <laughs> like it, it, it's very, very good work. But they're also taking classics like Moliere. And, and setting them in a middle-class black setting um, and, and totally making you with a mostly black cast rethink plays like that. So it's just a humongous um, uh, move forward for what the classics can be in terms of rethinking them and repurposing them um, and, and also sort of making us think in much more broad terms about what a classic is. And I'm, I'm just grateful for both of those companies. Very cool. Well, Mike, in terms of um, in representation and, and your reference to the court, I um, am grateful for the production of um, On the Wings of the Mariposa um, at First Stage uh, Theater. It's uh, written by Alvaro Sarrios, directed by my very dear friend, Karen Estrada. And what I loved is it was... Um, children, bilingual children, speaking both English and Spanish. And I'm wondering if that's what we're going to see a lot more. It completely worked. Um, people who I believe that people who are, are not as proficient in English could understand it and vice versa. You didn't have to know Spanish to understand. And I'd love to see more of that of that mix. And I, I'm hoping that we do. I loved, I mean, I saw that on opening night and I loved being challenged as a non-Spanish speaker mm -hmm. by being in the same place other people often are, of being in a, in a production where I had to work a little extra hard because so much of it was in Spanish in ways that were completely understandable because of the physical movement that was taking place right. on stage, but it wasn't native to me. And it's like, you know what? That's kind of good for me to be in that position and to be reminded. So I was grateful for that mm -hmm. with that well, production. All right. So here's a slightly clunky segue. <laughs> but, but speaking of, of new voices and, and being challenged, one of the things that I've been really grateful for this year and really this fall is that I've started following Jeremy O'Harris on Twitter. He's the author of Slave Play, which is currently running on Broadway. Um, I've read the script. I haven't seen the production. It is obviously a very challenging piece of material. Um, and he is this, you know, quite young African-American playwright um, who is really 
he's challenging all of us, not just with this play, but also in how we think about theater, how we create an environment in our theaters that welcomes younger and more diverse audiences. Um, and he is someone who, you know, sort of like a Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's really embraced the Twitter form as a way of engaging with people. And I feel like I um, have been really bettered for, for following him. And, um, not that I agree with every single thing that he posts about or not that I, at my, my age or Midwestern whiteness understand everything he's posting about, but I am having my horizons broadened and my broadened and my perspective broadened. Um, and I'm really enjoying kind of getting to know this, this new voice in American theater. So that's, that's something I'm grateful for. Great. You know, I mean, I'll 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 riff on that in terms of being pushed and challenged to think about things in new ways. One of the things I'm annually grateful for, but more so every year, is the Kilroy's, um, which is now in its sixth year, um, is committed to expanding our knowledge of unproduced or underproduced plays by women, um, trans or non-binary authors. And the play that's really filled me up this year from the 2019 Kilroy's is Lily Padilla's How to Defend Yourself. Um, debuted at Humana. It's a play that talks about sexual abuse and harassment of women on campuses in ways that for me were as raw and brave um, and a discussion of that issue uh, as I've seen and, and of the way in which we construct desire as I've seen in a long time. That's awesome. Uh, I would say that um, it, actually the, the slave play playwright had written something about is, does theater still exist in this form? Will it continue? And I see more and more of it instead of less and less. I There are not the big regional companies and that's it. What I'm gratified is in Wisconsin, there are a whole bunch of theater companies um, who have been at it for 40, 50 years. Uh, we've got the Bartell Theater and there's what, five or six companies in that one building. Um, I keep seeing the under at the Underground Collaborative in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. new theaters that keep popping up. There are people who have things to say and they're not waiting to be hired to say it. They are, they are taking it upon themselves. And I, um, I love that. I love seeing that. Yeah. You know, when we were preparing for this podcast and I was thinking back, you know, with the specific prompt of what, what are the blessings that I'm counting for this past year mm -hmm. and trying to think about what, what are some of the experiences that I've had, um, as a theater maker this year and, uh, some new relationships that, um, have been forged over the course of 2019 that I'm really, um, grateful for and, and for those experiences. Uh, this spring, when we did Aaron Posner's play Life Sucks, we brought him uh, to Madison oh, to okay. engage with us, to engage with our audience um, and with the broader public to give a public talk. That was just a really phenomenal weekend when he was here. Uh, such a smart and engaged and, and thoughtful theater maker, both as a director and a playwright, he is. And, um, yeah, I just felt really bettered for those conversations. Yeah, agree. Uh, another, uh, person that, um, I am just so grateful to, to know on a personal level, as well as a professional one, um, is Teresa Pesorsky. She does professional licensing for Samuel French. So a lot of the plays that we do, um, she helps us, you know, get those licenses, and she has just been a phenomenal partner, um, great at sending us new scripts as she's gotten to know our company better. Um, she's able to 
really send us things that are kind of cutting edge. We're going to be closing this current season out with the amateurs. And we're one of the first productions in the country. And it's because she sent it to us and said, I think you'll like this. So I'm really grateful for that relationship. And, and also when I was in uh, New York this summer, I had a chance to sit down with the staff at TCG and have a great sort of round table conversation with them about what we're doing here at forward, what we're doing here in the Midwest ways that we could maybe work more closely with the TCG staff. And I, I really appreciated the chance to have a personal um, conversation with with that company, with that organization. So those are some of the the things that happened this year I'm really excited about. I have a person like that that I'd like to um, shout out a, a gratitude toward, and that's James Bonin, I mean, who has been mm-hmm. directing brilliantly uh, in Spring Green forever uh, and now runs Arcadia Books, which you would never think it in a town the size of Spring Green. Um, it is an amazing bookstore. To me, one of the best bookstores in the Midwest. But, co-sign, co-sign. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> but, you know, going in and talking to to James, which to me, every time I go to Spring Green this summer, I look for him and, and always end up having an amazing conversation with him. He's one of the best read and smartest people I've ever met about theater and so many other things. And I am so truly grateful for every one of those conversations. He's in San Francisco for the, uh, for the, for the winter, that, that rat. So I'm not going to get to talk to him for a while, but I really, really appreciate those conversations. And while I'm at it, a book that really filled me up, but the, the theater book that did most for me uh, this year is a new book that just came out uh, called Ensemble. It's an oral history of Chicago theater by Mark Larson, who interviewed over four years, over 300 uh, player, uh, you know, actors, directors, playwrights, and even a few critics. Chris Jones is in there in a few places. It is a marvelous and inspiring history of the way in which over the last 60 years, Chicago has gone from just another out-of-town tryout place uh, to, my mind, as I've said before, the best theater town in America. Doing a lot of the plays, Julie, you're talking about in those black, tiny black box spaces, mm-hmm. plays that you would not see anywhere else and frankly don't see enough of in New York. Right. Yeah. Um, I also want to just take a moment to to talk about the blessings of some of the more local collaborators that we um, have gotten to work with this year. Um, I want to start with the uh, the folks who are making theater at Lafollette High School. This mm-hmm. is a new undertaking for us at Forward that really all happened within the course of 2019, where we went out to you know I went I was invited to visit a rehearsal this past winter spring of the of the spring musical this is one of the four large public high schools here in the Madison Public School District and I was blown away by uh, the young people and by Josh Brown, who was directing their program, but they just had such a noticeable lack of resources. Um, it's a, a school with a lot of um, uh, lower income students. It's, 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 it's a, it's a school that has struggled in past years. They seem to be on a really great new path with a new principal, but regardless, their theater program really felt undersupported compared to the other public schools here in our, in our city. And out of that meeting, we wound up officially adopting that theater program. And uh, we've been sending our artists to work as mentors with their tech students. We've sent actors who've done audition workshops. I visited their fall play rehearsals. Um, Our fabulous Scott Hayden helped them with their marketing materials. We're working on building a parent booster group. and obviously the, the folks at La Follette can say that maybe they're grateful for what we're doing, but we're the ones who are really feeling grateful because it has been such a satisfying partnership already. And we're just in the early stages of it. So, um, that is something I'm truly grateful for this year. I'm thankful for how enthusiastically 
the professionals we asked to help did. Can you take off a Saturday morning and teach uh, stage management? Yes. You know, Joe Shalhoub says, yes, I will. And and we had a whole bunch of those people that were really um, excited to to teach the kids and 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 got things out from them as well. Yeah. And I I also would also love to uh, shout out a couple of local businesses. You know, you wouldn't think that uh, Madison, Wisconsin was maybe the hub of um, theatrical businesses. And yet two major companies are are based right here in our area that provide both lighting and sound equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them is ETC, Electronic Theater Controls, um, that does lighting boards and systems and fixtures really for the whole world. Yes. Um, And Full Compass, which is a another local business that does um, sound equipment as well as some lighting and other tech equipment for both music and theater. They too have a national and even international um, list of clients. And it's been a wonderful boon for us that these companies are so readily accessible to us being local, but also so generous in their support of the work that we do as Mm -hmm. their local professional theater. Um, And, and, those are, are companies that have really helped us step up our game in some of the technical things that we've been able to achieve. And they have helped us out in a lot of jams. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. have been very, very so, generous. Feeling super mm-hmm. grateful for them right yes. now. Um, you know, somebody, um, and this is a person, not a company, but uh, will certainly be familiar, Julie, particularly to you, but an individual uh, who donates to must be every theater in Milwaukee and also goes to all the shows is David Paris, mm-hmm. um, um, who is a dentist in Milwaukee, who is mm-hmm. a huge theater fan, thoughtful about theater, a total musicals geek. So, of course, he's a good guy. And um, it, I'm grateful for what he does um, as a good citizen in Milwaukee for for our theater. It makes a big difference. Well, I feel that I should mention then Pleasant Roland. Yeah. Here in Milwaukee. Here in Madison. I, sorry, here in Madison. Uh, that. The arts would not be the same without Pleasant and Jerry. Um, Pleasant Roland, her husband, Jerry Frouchy, the overture was built because of them. They have provided endowments to the um, the residents at the overture. They are starting the uh, Madison Youth Art Center and gave the seed money for that building. Madison would look different. Without very those two very generous yeah. donors. We can broaden this and to patrons. being grateful for all of our arts philanthropists exactly. who understand that we we can only do what we do and keep it accessible because of their financial support. So right. that's, yeah. Um, I, I want to express gratitude for a group that never gets any, which is critics. Um, <laughs> Me too. Uh, right. There, there aren't enough of us left, but there are a few ec- critics that uh, in, in the past year did exceptional work. I mean, there's, you know, I, it would be easy to point to Jesse Green and Ben Brantley, who, of course, are wonderful. Uh, but I want to shout out three critics, all prominent, um, but from different parts of the country. Charles McNulty in Los Angeles, um, Chris Jones in Chicago, who continues to do absolutely amazing work and how that man manages to cover theater in Chicago and New York and sometimes in Wisconsin is beyond me. Chris, come to Forward. We'd love to have you. Uh, (laughs) And finally, uh, Sarah Holdren, who has just left a two-year gig um, as the critic for New York Magazine, the Vulture site. Uh, Again, writing exceptional criticism. The only thing I can feel good about is that her replacement uh, is Helen Shaw, uh, who is every bit uh, as good as she is. And I'm really looking forward to, to more of her writing in the years to come. Well, I think we we might start to wrap this up. I want to... begin the wrap up by saying that we're awfully grateful for all of you who are listening, Mm -hmm. getting to do this podcast and have these conversations and then share them out with the world has been 
incredibly fun and engaging and stimulating, I think, for us. I hope it has been the same for you who are listening. And, uh, you know, I would love to know what you're grateful for. Uh, We would really love to hear from you if you'd like to share um, your own thoughts on 2019 and what you're grateful for as theater makers or lovers. Uh, And we have some new uh, podcast-specific social media accounts to hopefully make it easier for you to engage with us. So um, I hope I encourage you to check that out. Mike will have those details in a moment. And that is going to be it for this episode of Theater Forward, which is a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and America. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jenna Puff Gray. I'm Julie Swenson. And I'm Mike Fisher. Our podcast is produced by social media maven, Scott Hayden. <laughs> and you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter at Theater Forward. That's Theater Forward, as always, with an E-R. <laughs> and if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might tune in. And be sure to leave a review. We are Five stars. Five stars, <laughs> sure. We are so grateful to you, to have you listening. And we will be back soon for another Theater Forward conversation.